0: i just wanted to start because um well first of all i have a movie that i'm going to tie into the matrix resurrections in two different ways i think but i wanted to tell the really embarrassing story of how i watched it last night all right let's hear it okay so i was hanging out with some friends last night and like we were playing like this truth or dare game and like someone was like let's put a movie on and someone was like hey, let's watch, like, someone was like, I watched Don't Look Up yesterday, and I loved it. Let's watch that. And everyone was, like, kind of like, eh, I don't know if that's the right vibe. And I, of course, being me, I said, hey, what if we watch Speed Racer? It's on HBO Max. And I've been trying to get you guys to watch it for, like, months. And so, like, we throw on Speed Racer, and, like, immediately, like, they're still kind of playing the game. <laughs> and I'm like... Fuck! I don't want to be the guy that's like, "Hey, can we pay attention to this?" <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, uh, I'm just like writhing. Like maybe they'll get bored. Like you know, okay, they're missing the opening scene in the classroom. That's fine. <laughs> like real loser shit like that. And like at one point, it's like um when um like the, the very beginning of the movie when uh Rex picks speed up from school. You know, yeah, somebody I'm not going to name names because this is a totally justifiable reaction for somebody to have to this movie. It, like we talked about in our Speed Racer episode, which everyone should go listen to after this one. He goes, oh, wow. I remember the CGI being a lot better when I was a kid. Fuck. And, and you know, like and uh, like I said, I don't want to be the guy. It's like, actually, it's not trying to be realistic. So it's good. You know, <laughs> So like after a couple more minutes. I do that like I like I'm like, just it's so sweaty and it's like so embarrassing. I'm just like um, the the dude who's hosting. His name is Justin. I was like, hey, Justin, do you think this is the right vibe? Like you want to watch Don't Look Up? And he's like, yeah, I just I just watched uh, Speed Racer the other day. So I'm down to watch Don't Look Up. I'm like, yeah, let's watch Don't Look Up instead. I think that might be a better vibe. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get him to watch Speed Racer another day.
1: It's the uh, I'm gonna get him. I
0: swear to god, I'm gonna get it's him.
1: The, it's the nature of Speed Racer and the Wachowskis.
0: If you like the movie, you try to show it to your friends and then get immediately embarrassed when they don't like it.
1: Uh, yeah, and then you're like, you're like, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, you guys just don't get it. You don't get it. It's just like in time, they will see the light,
0: but they must go to it on their own, they must not be shown the way.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can't you can't try to force someone to like these movies. No, no. Like if they don't like it, it's like, uh, well, they're either going to get smart and like it eventually or.
0: It's uh, also like, I mean, <laughs> again, like Speed Racer is like we talked about in my top 10. I think, you know, and like if if someone tells me they don't tells me they don't like that movie, I feel like that's justifiable. You know, like I yeah. get that. Definitely not in the same way as like if someone says like yeah i didn't get i don't like the first matrix movie that's like okay are you sure <laughs> like,
1: yeah I, mean, I i mean now that that's how i am with the matrix too yeah. uh if you don't like the matrix but oh you don't like the second or third one i i get it like no i didn't like the first one i just don't i'm like am oh, not I mean, sure like, if i if i trust you <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, there are some people that just don't like sci-fi. And it's like, yeah, okay. You know, I know people that don't like guns or violence. That kind of... It's like, okay, yeah. (laughs) Which is a shame because, like, I know people that don't really like gun violence and all that shit. They would probably like Resurrections then, but you have to watch the first three.
1: Yeah, you're right. I
0: guess that was such a long intro. I'm Kellen Kamines. I'm Moses Camacho. Welcome back to the final... Yeah, final. I really hope they... We're not doing... I hope they don't make another one. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Final installment of our miniseries, Enter the Ma- Stargazing Enters the Matrix, where we've been going through the entire, well, okay, not the entire Matrix series because we didn't do Animatrix and we didn't play the fucking video
1: game. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you about to suggest? No Way Home has made $1.16 billion. Oh, my That's fucking crazy. God. That's crazy. I mean, that's like
0: the least surprising news I've heard in a while. Oh my god, man. I fucking hate everybody. I hate everyone. Don't be like that. Don't be that guy. No, I am that fucking guy. People like Spider-Man. Don't be surprised that a Spider-Man movie is making money.
1: I am like Spider Man. guy.
0: Oh, wow. People are going to see a movie with, you know, Spider-Man in it? I mean, the least surprising news. I am that guy. News. Okay, Kellen. Uh, oh, boy. You like that movie more than I did, I think. I'm fucking cynical now.
1: Fucking. Oh boy. I'm evil. That's my thing. Come on. No. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I definitely like that movie more than you did and I still hate it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and I like it's weird cuz I liked it. But <laughs> No, it's You know what? I'm actually, I'm going to reveal, I was going to save this reveal for the end of the episode, but this is maybe good that you're going into your cynical era because I think I'm going to, I feel like I'm, you know, prepping a move into my optimism era. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think the the Matrix Resurrection is like the final, like, maybe not like straw that broke the camel's back, but it's
1: just like, oh, maybe it's cool to, like, have hope. Well, (laughs) I mean, I'm not cynical my entire, like, philosophy. Just cynical about certain oh. things in Hollywood. Oh, well, okay. That's, like, a given, yeah. I mean, of course, that's <laughs> all yeah, so yeah. I. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> It's so funny. I I feel like it's, like, a, I, it's such a monkey brain thing of me. They, like, for, like, a solid week after, like, No Way Home was, like, making all the money. You know, This I guess this past week, No Way Home was making all the money. Nightmare Alley bombed. I'm still not going to see it anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: I, I don't care if that. my might me catch fun. like a matinee at the Brownsburg Eight. Yeah, I'm just not. To, a, to I'm, not
0: a, I'm not a big Del Toro guy. You know, I like the guy. I wish I liked his movies more. You know, um, but uh, I, I guess like you know, I was like oh, this superhero shit. Like, it's just gonna be around. Like, I'm still fairly confident that like I do feel very strongly that I'm gonna outlive the superhero popularity. You know, it's like the it's like cowboys in the fucking 40s. We, we, we've had this conversation before, uh, but I'm like, ah, you know, it's just it's a shame that that's like the only movie people are seeing in theaters, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah. Spider-Man
0: No Way Home. So I was feeling pretty cynical about the superhero shit. And then the Batman trailer came out.
1: It looks so, <laughs> it fucking, looks so good. fucking good, right? It looks really good.
0: When I say I'm tired of superhero movies, I hope that Bruce Wayne knows he's the exception.
1: Uh, I mean, listen, we've talked about it so many times, especially on on record. Like, no matter how cynical we are about the MCU, about Marvel movies, about blockbusters, most of the time we're still going to go see them. Like, yeah. Like, I might be more cynical about the MCU now, but fuck, I'm still half invested. Yeah, uh, I'm not fully I'm not fully invested like I was I mean, three years ago with I like, Endgame. And I'll say it's to the point shit. of
0: like the God four movies that came out this year from the MCU. Black Widow I had no intention to see, but uh, my friend rented it and invited us over to watch, and I figured well might as well you know. Huh. Shang Chi and Eternals I got early screenings too from the school for free. So you saw for free. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't have gone out of my way to seeing them otherwise. Spider-Man, like, that's a movie I, like, would have normally, like, as soon as tickets were on sale, got in line. Yeah. And don't give me... I and That's a movie I would have seen Thursday night. I saw it Saturday night. So I'm still there opening weekend for Spider-Man, but it's, like, waiting yeah. now. I mean, across the Spider-Verse, I'll be there Thursday
1: night, you know. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way. I think me, you have. So I understand that I'm part of everything. I
0: won't say I'm like not part of the problem, but it's also like if you can't, if you can't beat them, you know, join them, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like if this is is just what blockbuster cinema is going to be for the next 15 years, I may as well like try to learn to like it.
1: Yeah. Which it's great that we're, I mean, this is on our heads, but like this totally relates to The Matrix. Yes, absolutely. Totally fucking relates to
0: it. I think, and it's going to be weird to talk about this and relate, make this point in terms of a movie. I've I haven't seen fully. I've just seen like bits of it on YouTube, and I just know like like it's one of those things. Like I know I'm going to hate Ghostbusters Afterlife. I know it's going to make me angry, so I just shouldn't see it. I gotta go watch that. Actually, it's bad for my mental health, and I'm understanding that. It's it's so like it's really the stars align that you know the Matrix Resurrections. Like, a lot of people point out, it's, like, a weird sort of, like, uh, parallel that, you know, Matrix 4 and Spider-Man No Way Home open within a week of each other. And I go a step further and say that, like, it's an even more interesting parallel that both of those movies open within a month of Ghostbusters Afterlife.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And the same year as Space Jam and New Legacy because oh yeah
0: well like okay so i think you can make a spectrum in terms of this in what's called the nostalgia spectrum and how these movies use nostalgia i'd say right in the middle i'm gonna be really nice to this i'm being really nice to this movie and i understand that i would put no way home right in the middle in that it's like trying to do new stuff but it's also like hey here's all those things and people you like you know you know it's very much like nostalgia delivery device and i don't think there's anything inherently you know in a vacuum wrong with that then to the far left you have i'd say just a little more to the left you have space jam and new legacy where it's just shameless commercial nostalgia yeah (laughs) and that's like i didn't see it but i and i don't think i ever will (laughs) but you should okay i (laughs) one of the
1: worst movies of the year
0: (laughs) And then even further to the left, you have Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is so hooked on its own nostalgia drug that it literally uses, sorry for the spoiler, but I also don't care, uses CGI to resurrect a dead actor. And that I truly believe everyone involved with Ghostbusters Afterlife should go to jail. Sorry. I I don't, you know, (laughs) hot take. If not everybody, the director for sure. If you use CGI to bring a dead person back, jail, straight to jail. Sorry. and then. On the opposite side of the spectrum, you have Matrix Resurrections, which, like, as we'll talk about, uh, like, uses, like, your memory of the original Matrix and your, like, your nostalgia for it in a really interesting way. Yeah. It's, like, okay, in Reloaded, a movie I talked about a lot, in our Reloaded episode, I talked about The Last Jedi a lot, and that's a movie that I think unfairly has a reputation of despising Star Wars fans, you know? Like Uh when that movie came out, everyone was like, this movie hates the fans or whatever, which I don't think that's true. I think that I think The Last Jedi is at the most because it's still like, I mean, I love that movie, but it's still like, you know, like, you know, Disney approved the script. There's nothing like revolutionary in it, you know, in my opinion, like all the stuff in Last Jedi is there in the prequels and there in the original trilogy. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's a movie that I think gently asks, like, okay, you love Star Wars. Why? Like, what do you love about Star Wars? And then, but in comparison, I do think The Matrix Resurrections is a movie that's like, there are some of you who like what I made for specific reasons. And I'm specifically
1: telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like all the promotion, all the marketing, all the interviews, just everything we were still like, Oh, okay. This could be like a spin-off or like a weird sequel to only the first matrix. And then it comes out and we're watching it. And this is, no, this is a direct sequel. Yeah. Revolution. It's like it's part one, part two, part three. And this is straight up part four. Like there, the philosophies are still there. All the ideas are still there. All the characters are still there. Um, so it's also like a big fucking middle finger to all the people who still don't like part two and part three of The yeah. Matrix.
0: I, yeah. It's, it's weird because like, it does, this is such a weird like qualifier and I don't, let me know if this doesn't make sense. But it doesn't feel like this is a sequel to The Matrix Revolutions. It feels like this is a sequel to like the trilogy. Like if that first trilogy was part one, this is part two.
1: no makes sense
0: makes total sense yeah because like yeah it feels weird to like i don't know like it's it's such a it's a fascinating thing it's really interesting
1: should we get into the production and then we could yeah i guess okay so um all right do you do you want to say something
0: no i was gonna say it's basically that they've been pretty much every year since revolutions came out they asked the wachowskis if they wanted to make a fourth one
1: yeah right yeah yeah and uh they they kept saying no and then be like hey okay here's a bunch of money and they'd be like nope <laughs> and again hey here's here's some more money like it's even more than the last year that we offered you nope like part four is done let us keep making uh, all of our other weird movies speed racer cloud atlas uh and then they do sensei you know uh jupiter Sending. i was gonna say you skipped the big one there <laughs> yeah jupiter Sending. um and um i I, most a lot of my there's this panel that uh lana wachowski did at a like a berlin film festival or something um which i'd recommend anyone who is interested in the wachowskis or the matrix or just anything you know related at all to this to go watch that it's an hour-long panel it's really fucking good because you're just like i'd recommend kellen i'm specifically recommending you go watch it because i think it'll inspire you a little bit if you're if you're in a drought anything at all uh-huh. um because the way she's just talking about the process of making this movie is so fucking like satisfying because she's talking about how satisfying it was making this movie that's nice um so yeah, they keep approaching them, they keep saying no and they're doing all their other projects which are weird and usually commercial failures. Um yeah. And um then Sense8 happens and that's both Lily and Lana Wachowski and then like the second season happens and Lily's out of the picture now. Yeah. Um and she now has like the Showtime show, she's painting, she's a painter. She's like diving more into the art world. She's going back to school. Um it's really cool to see. Yeah, and then we've learned now there's rumor, always rumors of oh they're finally making Matrix Four, finally make Matrix Four. Then you know the rumors get shot down. There was these rumors that there was going to be a Matrix uh, Four starring Michael B. Jordan, and it was going to be like a uh, like a Morpheus prequel or like yeah. he's a descendant of Morpheus. No one really knows. Then that got shot down, um, and then this thing happens in the Wachowski's life, uh, which I, I'm going to talk more about Lana Wachowski because I don't want to like misquote Lily Wachowski. Yeah. But um, Lana Wachowski's, the, the Wachowski's father's dies. And, cool. you know, it, it's your, your father dying. It's a big deal. Um, yeah. And then one of Lana's, uh, Lana's wife's friends dies, who's like a really close friend to Lana Wachowski and her wife. Yeah. And then their They're, mother dies. Yeah. Wachowski's mother dies. Um, and uh, Lana Wachowski is trying to find something to like help her with this grief because she can't get over it. Her friends aren't helping her. Her family aren't helping her. And she, she talks about this d- night where it's a sleepless night. She can't go to sleep. She's just crying in bed. And all of a sudden she starts thinking about and th- these are all her own words. She says, probably the two most important characters in her life she starts thinking about neo and trinity and these are fictional characters that are dead and she can't she can just bring them back to life and so in her head she just makes this whole story up of neo and trinity coming back to life and she is happy like she's like over this grief she is now like productive again and she's like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Um, she starts writing the script with um, the people who worked on Sensei and Cloud Atlas with her. And they approach Warner Brothers in like late 2019. Terrible timing. Um, and uh, Warner Brothers immediately says yes. <laughs> like <laughs> immediately. They say, yes, you can do Matrix 4. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. And yeah that's kind of all the production you need. Lily yeah. Wachowski didn't want to be involved because uh in an interview she just said this at her po- the point that she's at in her life she doesn't want to go back to the Matrix it's just not yeah the time of her life anymore. Um but she gave Lana and everybody else her blessings like go ahead make Matrix 4. I uh, I I know I'm probably misquoting her a little bit but she said something like try to make something even better than the original, which is like a crazy thing to fucking say. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because it's the Matrix. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, so they start making the movie. Keanu comes in, Carrie Ann Moss comes in. Lo- supposedly, Lawrence Fishburne was never contacted, which I believe. But the other rumor that I, I'm not really sure about was like supposedly Hugo Weaving was supposed to come back, but like there were scheduling conflicts. I don't believe that rumor. That sounds yeah, like kind of... That'd be the dumbest reason ever <laughs> because yeah. of scheduling complicated
0: leaving isn't working a lot
1: yeah, um so yeah then then they decide they fucking make the matrix. it's a completely like covid movie
0: and it's like um matrix and it's like one thing I just want to say because like okay I, i'm I'm not trying to you know i I've had this talk with people, I was just having this talk with someone the other day about like how like. It's fun to like say opinions like they're facts, but you know it's subjective, and you know you don't want to make anyone feel bad for not liking a certain thing, yada yada. But like, there are some real dipshit criticisms of this movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, it, there, like, there if
0: is. and if you didn't like the movie, it's it's valid, okay? Like, I I I, th- I personally thought it was great. It's probably my favorite of the
1: sequels. Um, I liked it better than Revolutions. Definitely, I can't I say th- that
0: think I liked it better than Reloaded but it, it, it's it's valid if you don't like it but the one like dipshit criticism I seen in this movie is like I don't know I saw someone say that like it's like Keanu Reeves doesn't want to be there which I, oh I just felt like my blood pressure spiked saying that out loud
1: I, the, I mean, the other fucking ones that are pissing me the fuck off are where people are like somehow making this political. Well, um, I don't know about somehow. <laughs> I mean, the, Well, the, well I, okay. Uh, the tweet that I saw, which okay. absolutely pissed me off, was just someone posted a picture of Lana Wachaki and said, hey guys, just letting you know, this is who directed the new well, Matrix.
0: yeah that's a little lame but i'm not gonna like go on the record defending lana wachowski's dreadlocks i'm just i can't i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not doing that i'm sorry Moises. yeah oh
1: no oh it's fine um <laughs> i mean I, I didn't even take it that way immediately um yeah. i took it as hey look at this person who looks kind of different um, oh no i thought it was about the dreadlocks oh well, well which- yeah uh, it, it also was about the dreadlocks which again i also can defend um <laughs> As a kid, I saw her and thought, what the fuck? Like, she looks crazy. Um, I will say that on record. I did say that as a kid. Um,
0: now it's like, oh, she looks cool. I wish she didn't have dreadlocks.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's interesting.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> no, oh, It's but, interesting.
1: Like,
0: I mean, they're like...
1: But there's these all these fucking arguments on like, oh, the new Matrix is for Zoomers, the new Matrix is for Millennials, the new Matrix is for woke people. Like, shut the fuck up. First of all, shut it's always been for woke people.
0: <laughs> what are you talking? Yes, about? Yes, you
1: need to be woke. You're right. You're right. You do need to be woke.
0: No, but it, I mean, they it it this movie popularized. Uh, sorry, what the fuck popularized the idea of waking up? Like yeah. that put it into. You can draw a direct line from dipshits using woke as a criticism to the Matrix and like the idea of waking up, mm-hmm. and that's part of like what this movie's reckoning with, I think. And that like the first uh, let's say hour of this movie, I think, definitely feels like Lana Wachowski reckoning with the legacy of her own creation. You know, kind of oh, very. I don't. It's a. This is might be a weird metaphor, but like almost like a Frankenstein's monster, you know, like yeah, this thing that was mine, you know, these characters like like she said. Yeah, like she said, like Neo and Trinity are like two of the most important people or characters in my life. There's like a, this like level of like that I felt like in like being a creative person that like when you like, you know, you put a little part of yourself in everything. And that's what I have to imagine the Wachowskis did. Yeah. And then just like to see it not only like become the most popular thing on planet Earth, but then spend 20 years getting misinterpreted or torn apart or like, you know, evaluated by like the entire population.
1: <laughs> and it's become part of every single thing in pop culture, music, fashion, movies, fucking everything, everything uh, it became a part of just like I mean in in the movie it's like fucking Tiffany the character's name Tiffany says it like you, it's a video game and even I've heard of it like yeah it's like Grand Theft Auto like everyone fucking knows what Grand Theft Auto is everyone knows right. about that fucking video game right yeah if you play video games or not
0: yeah and it just like in the first hour of this movie is incredibly on the nose yeah <laughs> about I mean okay and just okay like about like thomas sanderson well like if you've seen the movie okay the setup but you know by the way i we were so close we were so close because in our revolutions episode we or i predicted that it would be that thomas sanderson's an actor in this new matrix and the matrix was a movie he was in but um in makes it a video game
1: yeah it's the exact same theory you had, except it's just a video game. It's, and it's better. <laughs> it is yeah. Better. Oh, it is better. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, you know, kind of plays into the idea of control, you know, the, you know, it, it, it just works, you know, programs, programming, but, um, and like, there's like the whole discussion, like, oh gosh. Okay. So when we get to it, I, I feel like we should really, I, we, we're going to jump around a lot with this movie, but I just want to get out of the way real quick an in, in incredibly unexpected move my two mvps of the movie are the people replacing the two most iconic performances from the original matrix
1: yeah well all right uh, before yeah. he talks about his mvps i guess uh-huh. my mvp um because we just got fucking introduced to a new fucking charismatic person in movies i've never seen it before jessica henwick as bugs uh um, oh yeah she's also great has this fucking insane amount of charisma yeah. and i hope she's just in so many more movies um well, it's which, also yeah I- i'm gonna talk about it more production i guess mm-hmm. she was being considered <laughs> for shang chi yeah at the same time she was offered to audition for bugs uh-huh and she described it as a red pill, blue pill moment for herself. <laughs> and obviously she toes Matrix over Shang-Chi. Yeah.
0: Well, it's also worth noting, uh, she's um, in Iron Fist, the Netflix show. And oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and like that, that show is terrible, but like from what I've seen of it, she's easily one of the better parts of it. And she's also like, it was like, because when it was going around, like the big controversy around that show is that the guy playing Iron Fist who's like, Whole thing is kung fu. Just like didn't want to do any martial arts training, and then like once that broke, like it came out they like, oh, this the girl on the show, Jessica Henwick, is like a monster at training. Like she just committed, <laughs> threw herself in
1: head first. Like why isn't the show about her? Yeah, damn. I'm gonna watch her now just so I can see her more. She's fucking she's so awesome. goodness. Yeah, she's pretty great.
0: But no, my two um, MVPs, um, uh, Jonathan Groff as Smith. And um Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. Is it the second or two? I think it's second. The second, yeah. Okay. I don't I, I, I God, I two? wish I was two. I don't know. Like I I get that's yeah. <laughs> anyway, him as Morpheus, like they just like, I don't envy them at all going into uh-uh. this movie.
1: Uh-uh.
0: Like, cause you know, some of the most like like iconic iconic performances in of all time as like morpheus and agent smith and the fact that like they can they manage to like capture the essence of those characters but also do something like completely new with it is like really impressive to me yeah i honestly i think there's like a four or five way tot for my mvp because like Keanu's great, Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann Moss is great, Jessica Henwick's great, you know Yaya, Jonathan Groff are great, uh, and then like in second
1: place is Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, all the fu- all the other people who are in there too, like in the Matrix yeah. with them. Uh, specific- I fucking loved Shepard. I-, I don't know his oh, name, yeah. the actor, yeah. but he looks so fucking Apparently. cool in the Matrix. Yeah, up- yeah, <laughs> they up- all look so cool.
0: Apparently, a lot of the other, like, new, like, Matrix people are, like, from Sense8.
1: Oh, okay. Which that I have it's,
0: Yeah, which is, like, respect, you know? <laughs> What's the thing we talked about I was saying, we're, like, if I eat, my whole crew eats or something? Yeah. <laughs> Lana giving the Sense8 cast a job. I, I mean, I was just thinking about, like... Because we talked about how, like, with, like, Revolutions, you know, and Reloaded, they were such, like... <laughs> I, this is, I don't mean this to sound as mean as it's going to sound like Kubrick wannabes, you know, uh-huh. like making people do like 70 takes. Uh-huh. But it seems like along the way, like probably starting with Speed Racer, they've, they've become real like, you know, whenever you talk to the actors, the actors are just like, God, I love working with them.
1: You know? Yep. In interviews for this, Keanu Reeves and Karrion Moss said like they basically didn't no rehearsals. Like it was just long takes, you know, yeah. Um, and like a read through, mm-hmm. uh, and just like a long take, and Lana would go up to them, not cut, and just be like, "Hey, do this. I think you should do this. Think about this," and then they would fucking go again, another. Yeah. Thing. Um. And also, like, I-, I guess um, she was also way more involved with like the cinematography of it. Uh, this time, she talks about how she like is totally obsessed with natural lighting now because of the cinematographer who they use since cloud Atlas, uh, they use cloud Atlas, Jupiter sending sense eight. Now they have them again for this fucking movie. I love it. I'm not sure how you feel about it. I I love how completely different this movie looks compared to the other matrix.
0: I'm a little, I think overall, I like the new like palette and look of the movie. Uh, like I, I think, you know, um, uh, Lana, or um I'll give who's the cinematographer? John oh, Toll, and oh, what I what I remember reading was it like um John Toll was the cinematographer, but because of COVID, like his assistant kind of did a lot of the. It was like her first big thing. Oh wow, uh, Danielle Massa Chessy, I completely butchered that. Sorry, Danielle, if you happen to listen to Stargazing, <laughs> um, but like. I I think, you know, it's able to still get the texture. Like, there's a lot of, like, really great texture. And that's something that I feel like is lost very easily with, like, digital. Yeah. Especially in the (laughs) Marvel (laughs) movies. (laughs) I think for me, like, and this is, like, the thing that stops... This is, like, the thing I I feel kind of confident saying stops it from being a five-banger, five-star, you know, knee-slapper for me. It's, like... I don't know it's a weird thing to criticize because I feel like it's just so far past like what Lana is trying to do with this movie and what she's at what point she's at in her career now but like a lot of the action kind of feels like an afterthought I think indeed yeah. not to say it's bad because it's still like I say competent like it's very like it's competently put together which sounds like a backhanded compliment but if you've seen any like New action movie, you know, that that's like a lot to ask for, (laughs) 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 apparently. Um, like it's still competent, like it's very cleanly, like I, you know, you can see like what's going on, you kind of have a sense of space, but like, and this is like almost entirely, I bet, because could I think this could almost entirely be attributed to they didn't get the action choreographer of the original trilogy back. Um, Yoon, I believe his name was without looking it up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't get him back. And again, probably because like it's not like really what they're going for. Or sorry, I keep thinking about like the Wachowski sisters, just Lana, you know. Yeah. I I think it's not really like she's at a much different point in her career now, and she's not really, you know, interested in that as Uh much as she was. But you know, it's it's absent that absence is felt, I feel like I don't I think the action kind of lacks the same oomph it used to uh-huh
1: i totally understand that um yeah you're right i think it does lack the like oomph and i, I think it's definitely part of like how fucking gritty those uh old other ones felt mm-hmm, yeah like while the choreography was fucking amazing and it was nice and clean and it was obvious that they were trained by professionals and this was <laughs> done professionally mm-hmm. it felt gritty as hell because yeah. of the cinematography because of the music mm-hmm. um And this one's completely different feeling uh, looks wise, I guess. Yeah.
0: It also feels like, you know, um, just in terms of like the look, like the color palette, you know, like it's changed to reflect how the internet's changed. Uh Um, But that being said, I will say I did like the entire, like last third, like that final action scene. I do really like, I feel like that's like the closest it gets to capturing that like original feeling. Mm. Um, Uh, Yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know how to just like talk about. It. Yeah, it's weird, right? Well, I, I, OK, so I guess like I was saying before how this is like a direct sequel. Yeah, like it is. There's a lot of reviews saying like, hey, you could watch this without watching two or three and you'll be fine. Um, I agree with that, but like you're going to have a totally different experience if you've already watched two and three um because it's building upon every single idea that those have introduced the biggest being that the matrix is it came is fully like a computer program and these are computer programs in the matrix um so in this new matrix which it, it's a new matrix where we're now we're, we're told that it's confirmed like this is an updated matrix this is like the sixth seventh ver- seventh version of the Matrix now. Um, and it was made by neil patrick harris's character the analyst mm-hmm. who is this new version of the architect they fired the architect because he failed <laughs> um
0: i like the idea another... of the arch- i love the I- idea we-, we talked about like this kind of bit before but i love the idea of the architect like his tie loosened, he comes home to his computer wipe with like a box of his stuff <laughs> he's like i got laid off honey i'm
1: sorry <laughs> And it's funny because they also still build upon that idea, though, because it's like the analyst keeps referring to the suits. So yeah. there's like this fucking. There are like robot bosses who live in a high rise building, <laughs> yeah. uh, who have a nice long like desk, and they yeah, have a tie yeah. on, and they drink whiskey. Um, but the analyst makes this new matrix because he isn't he he goes by the numbers now. Yeah. This new matrix that they made is 99.9% successful into like tricking humans that this is reality.
0: Could I actually say something real quick? I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. But I had this like realization a while ago that I wanted to say before I forgot it again. But I think, and the switch, like one of the most fascinating things that's going on in this movie, and there's a lot going on, (laughs) is Uh that the change from the designer of the matrix was an architect. (laughs) It was the architect, but now it's the analyst. And mm-hmm. I think there is a that's to me. I don't want. I don't know about clear, but that's a very direct statement about how the internet's changed. In that it used to be binary. It used to be ones and zeros. You know, mm-hmm. if X then Y. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know A to B. Sort of like strict, like like an, like a building. You know, an architect but now and i feel like this is very much a part of like he, i i got i really wish i had the time to rewatch this movie before this because i feel like the rewatching it would cement this like take for me the analyst i think represents the now the internet's like smart enough to understand you as a person yeah. it knows everything about you and it knows how to keep you trapped here Uh like it knows how to design like he has that line to like neo that's like to make you unhappy enough to want more but to keep what you want just out of reach for
1: you Mm. and to me i that's what i feel like the internet's become you know i um there's so many you're right there's so much to fucking unpack on here because uh, okay. I'm also forgetting about, like, the mental illness themes yeah. in this movie.
0: I have one thing I'd like to say about that, if you'll allow me. Yeah, yeah. Because I, that is, like, something that, like, in the trailers and, like, in the movie, even while watching it, I was, like, a little, like, oh, I, don't, oh, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? But, like, this is, like, what I've landed on. Because I feel like the way of some people are reading it, and I feel like this is a very, like, again, valid, like, I can see where they're coming from with this is that this is a movie that's saying, fuck therapy. You know, your therapist is lying to you. Don't let them drug you. You know, get off your antidepressants. Like, live life for real. Yeah. And I don't, I can see where they're coming from. I don't think that's an entirely fair read. What I think that is, supposed like, I think there's more to it than that. I think it's, instead of, like, her, like, you know, I, I feel like it's Lana kind of wrestling with the way, like, <laughs> Therapy speak has become weaponized, you know. <laughs>
1: you know, do you get where I'm coming from? I get what you mean. Yeah,
0: like I, because I, it's one thing. Like I find the way fun- self
1: care now is like on the internet, it's like a mainstream thing. Yeah, like self care, taking care of yourself, taking care of your like,
0: like what's the number one thing? You know, th- this is like a conversation for another day. But like the number one thing, the thing I see so much get said is like men just need to go to therapy as if like an expensive heart oh, for some unobtainable, you know, option is like a catch all solution to the male mental health crisis in this world. You know, Yeah. as if just going to therapy, you know, like at, it's this weird, like um, at, what's like the inverse of a scapegoat, you know, it's like a bandaid, I guess, <laughs> or just like the way, like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a thing where like a lot of toxic people go to therapy. I'm not naming names of anybody. I know, but (laughs) a lot of toxic people go to therapy and they don't get better. They just learn like therapy terms to excuse their behavior, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm sorry that like I was like that to you, but you but like you see the way my the trauma I suffered from my parents, the way I inherited their trauma, you know, causes me to act. So, you know, like that kind of shit.
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
0: i i like i feel like that's what she's going for in the way that like it gets like weaponized you know
1: i okay so what i was seeing more is like i guess i was kind of dumbing it down a little bit more to where it's like the analysts and the whole therapy thing is like yo these fucking people are trapping you and they're telling you like hey this is why you're crazy this is why you are crazy Instead of, like, trying to help you and tell you, like, hey, you're not crazy. Like, this shit is fucking real. What you're seeing, these dreams you're having, is because we're fucking with you and we're telling you you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Um, Because even the analyst, fucking, he starts, like, straight up lying and Neo doesn't see it. Like, the analyst starts saying shit like, you even put my hatred of your cats in your video game. And, like, earlier on in the movie they talked about like he didn't start going to therapy till like after the video game came yeah. out.
0: He's getting He's getting gaslighted.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's they're gaslighting Neo in the yeah. matrix.
0: Like, um, oh, gosh, I mean, and the, the whole thing, I can't look at us using because, therapy terms. <laughs> yeah. Moises, did you think that um, almost two years ago when we started this podcast, watching Adam Stanley movies, that we'd be talking about the male, like mental health crisis Fuck in America. No. um i think to me this like whole like i texted you after the movie like the morning after we saw it i texted you and like it just sunk in for me that the whole movie is under the shadow that neo tried to kill himself
1: yeah like he was and he was in the matrix
0: it was it's so funny because i saw um do you know who jeff keighley is i know that last name he hosts the game awards and i probably know who that is yeah yeah and he he tweeted something about how like the game award like the trophy makes an appearance in the matrix yeah and he's like such an honor you know to be a part of this movie thank you to lana and the team for asking (laughs) and it's just like does he know that in the movie neo wins a game award and then tries to kill himself yeah (laughs) which is again chad moved by lana in my opinion
1: and the other the other thing that you pointed out i think like maybe two or three days ago like a review said like neo never picks up a gun the entire yes. movie uh, neo more, and, and carrie ann moss well, trinity never pick up a gun
0: i never i
1: i god when i read that i
0: genuinely welled up. <laughs> it's like that's like it's, the number one uh, thing I think you need to know about, like, how has the Matrix changed in 20 years? Like, how, how has Lana
1: Wachowski's, like, philosophies, philosophy everything <laughs> changed? It's that it,
0: Neo doesn't pick up a gun in this movie.
1: This entire, like, the Matrix, I mean. No, don't get me wrong. He does redirect the missile to explode a helicopter. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. Um,
0: his whole thing is deflecting. It's like, um, God, there's some fucking, there's some martial art that's all about, like, redirecting energy. You know, it's like I feel like that's like got to have some sort of philosophical uh, equivalent where it's like it's not about like deflecting or like you know casting out this energy. It's about redirecting it or some shit. Yeah, like that. I don't know. Well,
1: I, I think it is like like we're saying like how it's a fuck you to everyone who's who's like kind of reading the Matrix wrong. Like, which we kind of didn't talk about that much for the sequels, but like people hated the sequels because they weren't getting what they wanted. Like they yeah they thought they wanted more action and, and, and stupid gunfights. And they did first off, they, they do have that. And it's fucking great. Most of the time. Yeah. The whole reason why the matrix is so good is because you're getting something that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. It is this beautiful, totally different perspective of action that we're getting with these insane, like philo- philosophical elements, that like at, yeah. <laughs> the, at, at that point in the movie industry, you never seen those two things mixed together
0: ever. And it's worth noting that we've spent like an hour talking about this movie; we've barely scratched the surface, and like we haven't even talked about like the trans reading of this movie, especially. <sighs> there, which, there you again, go. We're not qualified again. Like uh, I'm, like I'm super. I've been like reading some about, it, and it's like so interesting to me about like how like if you know like what to look for it's like so clearly there
1: yeah and, and 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 this movie is so sensual there's such exposition there's just like so much dialogue even during the fight scenes like yeah. and and there's like this limited amount of action that you're getting you're not getting action you're it's not there if you like the original matrix movies because of the action just don't watch this movie you're not going <laughs> to enjoy it like you're, you're not yeah like the, the they they open up the movie by referencing the first movie. Yeah, and it's like, and even the choreography is completely different. Like it's not okay. the same fight so, that she's doing. Okay,
0: so I have a question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you've seen that you've seen this movie twice now, three times, three times. <laughs> yes, three times. Okay. I I need you. I think I get this. I'm gonna try and explain okay. what what Morpheus is in this movie. Okay. And I and I need you to tell me if i'm wrong or right (laughs)
1: okay well i mean there is no wrong or right because i'm probably wrong too okay well there's probably a right answer (laughs) phrase okay go ahead so
0: here's what i what i think i've stumbled upon neo or yeah neo aka thomas anderson is a game designer in this new version of the matrix Uh and that keeps him content you know plugging away like he's work. he has these memories of the original matrix and having this like it be a video game in this world. It sort of gaslights him, I guess, into thinking that it's just a video game. It never happened, but he can't, you know, fight that feeling. And that's like part of the whole movie. Anyway, another thing that it's doing is that he is unintentionally creating code for this new matrix. Yeah. And one of these new the programs,
1: mo- the modal, the modal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a program within a program, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of these programs is, a combination of the two most important men
1: in Neo's life. life. Okay, okay. Let me add to your theory because it okay. sounds like you, you, you have the right theory that I have too. Uh-huh. And while it also is the two most important men in his life, it is also the two people in the world who know how to find Neo. Morpheus, it- his whole goal in life was to find Neo. The one. Agent Smith's whole goal in his life, not purposely because he fucking hated it, but <laughs> his whole goal in life was to find Neo and fuck him up.
0: Yeah. Neo has, like, you know, essentially created this Morpheus, you know, recreated, like, the, one of the most important people in his life and is, like, unintentionally, like, subconsciously hidden it within this video game, within, like, an Agent Smith. Uh-huh.
1: It's a combination of Smith and Morpheus.
0: Yeah. And so the beginning of the movie is them awakening the Morpheus program.
1: Okay. Okay. I think I am it. Here, I'm going to get even deeper for you. Okay. So you know how in the opening, it's the the Matrix, the first Matrix. Yeah. But it's wrong. You know, that's not how it went. Right. It's because Neo is writing this code and he doesn't know it, but it's actually being written into the matrix. It's not just a, it's not being written into his computer. Like he, he's so powerful that he's accidentally like writing this model model is what they call it. And it's making a model in the real matrix, which is meant to test out like new programs for the matrix. Mm -hmm. Right. But what he's doing is he's trying to write the first matrix, but, it's all wrong because he never wrote it. It's not a code that exists. That's why it's all wrong. He's not like, he's misremembering everything that happened. He thinks like, oh, she gets to the part and fuck, wait, what, what happens after that? That's what he's doing. Yeah. And so he's writing this program and this, the agents are fucking up Trinity, uh, which they shouldn't be. Uh Uh, And so Bugs comes into this fucking thing because she thinks it's a program uh, that the, the robots are making. Um, but it looks suspicious, you know, and she finds Morpheus. And Morpheus is already going through his own life crisis. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, holy shit, you're telling me this is all fake. I know that I'm fake, but now I, this is a fake program. Like this isn't uh-huh. even the real program. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're a program within a program. And Neo is so powerful that he doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah. But it's fake.
0: It is fate, And that is like, you know, on a meta level kind of like the impact. I think that like the Matrix or like just the Wachowski's work has had on people. Mm. And then like, you know, like, uh, you know, like <laughs> I, I talk about how like Speed Race is one of my favorite movies. Like it makes me cry. Lana doesn't know that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm probably not gonna meet her. She doesn't know that. <laughs> I say, wow, hey, speed racer makes me cry. And she goes, You fucking loser. What?
1: Dude, if you told her Speed Racer is like one of the most important movies in my life, it makes me cry every time I see it. Like she would fucking <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh I, I I don't know how to well, I'm
0: actually gonna meet her more I didn't want to tell you this, Moises, but I have um You have Lana on the other line? No, they're making a Matrix 5 and I got a callback to play the young rebooted Cypher, you know. Uh, So how (laughs) about meeting her?
1: Which uh, there's also headlines going around that Warner Brothers is tapping Lana Wachowski on the shoulder to make a Matrix 5. Yeah. And crazy. And and considering this movie (laughs) kind of bombed. I'm guessing because these headlines, most of them are credible. Yeah. I'm guessing it did insane numbers on HBO Max. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, because it made, hasn't even it's made sixty nine million dollars in the box office. Apparently,
0: its budget is close to two hundred million.
1: Like that too. I'm also, (laughs) I'm not mad because I don't know. Maybe this is this is completely me being like gatekeeping. Yeah, but like I'm like not mad because. She kind of accomplished her goal, I guess. No,
0: I don't want any more Matrix. I'm, I don't care if this movie makes money. She made it. It exists. The end, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I,
1: I'm, I'm not mad. I'm happy because she accomplished her goal. She made a Matrix sequel. She didn't make a Matrix spin-off, She didn't make what the studio wanted she made a matrix sequel it is completely a matrix sequel and people hate it and people aren't seeing it because they're seeing that everyone else hates it and i'm kind of happy about that (laughs) i'm kind of really happy that nobody likes this movie i'm really happy about it (laughs) like it may i'm happy about it because she got to make it and warner brothers is tapping her on the shoulder to make a part five even Came out and is doing yeah. the numbers that it's doing and is getting the reviews it's getting,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like it just like you know, there's like the again, that line with bugs where she's talking to Neo, where it's like they they took you, you know, she's talk like talking to Neo about like how the Matrix turned his life into a video game,
1: yeah. And like the says, most like, minute
0: they, thing is like she took something that was yours, th- they took something that was yours, like your story that w- that was like you know personal to you and they made it trivial yeah which like i is so like meta
1: (laughs) because and now like there's more headlines coming out where it's like warner brothers well obviously and in the movie they say it like this movie would have been made with or without the wachowskis yeah the warner brothers was like getting tired of asking them yeah um and you know in the movie fucking smith is having this meeting with neo uh-huh. and he tells them straight up like hey our parent company warner brothers is gonna make this sequel with or without i just us. want to say that's a hard line to sell but jonathan graff pulls it off i think do you do you i'm gonna ask you do you like all this stuff like do you like the meta-ness because i love it i and i, I know you're someone who doesn't oh, always like this stuff
0: uh it's just so like i don't know <laughs> i feel like a bit of a hypocrite because um one thing oh yeah i guess i can talk about it now because there's a lot more i want to talk about this movie i don't know one thing that frustrates me deeply is that i've seen people say i hate the matrix for being too on the nose and too meta but oh man you've got to watch don't look up that's a movie <laughs> for our times okay like i it it frustrates me to no end that people i like, can say that within the same breath And I get that it's like the inverse of that. I'm still being a little hypocritical, but like, I don't know. Like, because like I watched Don't Wait, Look Up last night, and like Moises liked that movie a lot more than I did. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. Let's talk about it for a little bit. Okay. I, okay. I went into it not at all expecting comedy. Like I told you, I've never seen like any of Adam McKay's work besides his comedies. Yeah. But like watching the trails and shit, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be like a funny thing. And then, watching it within the first ten minutes, I'm like, "This is a comedy." And I shut everything off in my brain and thought, "This is funny. I'm gonna laugh." Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. I laughed throughout the entire movie. Like, I don't know. i don't God. I don't know. I didn't and- like look. I didn't look deep in it. I didn't there wasn't a single time I was like, "Oh, that's society. I was just laughing the entire time. <laughs> um, it's, it's just,
0: yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. I, I think the difference is that, like, the Matrix Resurrections is meta, but isn't so smug about it. Yeah, I think like while I feel like don't look up is just might as well be banging like a pot and pan next to your head. Do you get going? Do you get it? I'm smart. Yeah, I'm smart because I'm on Twitter a lot. Maybe
1: I'm a Adam McKay schmuck. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, I gotta watch like Big I, Short
0: he, to see if I am. He used to make uh, Will Ferrell comedies, and now he makes Oscar contenders. And I wish. Very badly, he would go back to making welfare comedies.
1: Yeah, that's that too. It's funny to me that like this is an Oscar contender. I don't see it that way. I loved it, but I like I was like, what? This is yeah. like, really? The, do you want to know who I want to win Oscar for these fucking that fucking movie? Who? Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill. The funniest parts of the fucking movies.
0: Yeah, I laughed. <laughs> it's I laughed maybe four times. <laughs> During uh, all two and a half hours of "Don't Look Up," and all of them were Jonah Hill.
1: <laughs> Jonah Hill is Kielzen. the MVP of yeah. that movie, easily, easily. <laughs> easily.
0: Hey, him or Nicholas Bertel. That score is really great.
1: Yeah, it is a pretty really good like score. score.
0: I I just like I, I don't know my whole, I guess my the, the whole thing and like and I rewatched because my mom and sister were actually watching it earlier today, so I rewatched the first like ten minutes with them. Um, is it, I don't know. I just, I don't understand why it's a movie with like this premise. It's like this big sprawling, like almost like Altman, Robert Altman size cast Uh about the end of the world. They find out in the opening scene of the movie that there's a asteroid heading towards earth and it's going to hit in six months and it's going to wipe out the entire population. They discover that. And then the movie's pacing becomes glacial. Hmm. It just becomes so fucking slow. 15, like, we're in minute like, the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie and they haven't left the Oval Office, you know, which, like, I'll admit could be the point. But, like, I don't know. Like, I I just feel like there's it's lacking, like, a sort of, like, I don't know. I feel like it should be, like, frantic, you know? Like, I also just didn't think it was that funny. But uh, the point I was going to make, and this is why I think I'm going into my optimism era, and minor spoilers, not minor, major spoilers for Don't Look Up, (laughs) I guess. Is it, I don't know, like that movie, I think that movie, what I disliked the most about it is that it felt like it's just preaching to the choir. Like, who is going to watch all of Don't Look Up and go oh my god my mind's been changed we have to do something about global warming you know or oh my, my god i've been going about this covid thing all wrong i i need to start wearing a mask and get my vaccine mm-hmm. you know everyone who watches no way home or not sorry no way home fuck don't look up is people who already agree with the, what the movie's saying you know and are just going to sit there nodding <laughs> like it's 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 being told, hey, shit's bad. The world's going to end and everyone doesn't care for two hours. And then the world ends and everybody dies. And I like, I don't know. This is like a subjective thing I'm willing to admit. And this is like part of why like Resurrections and the Wachowskis is like, are we at a point where maybe we should like with our art start like trying to imagine a better world? (laughs) like who's the like i it just feels so fucking defeatist to me to be like i don't know that's what i like about the matrix resurrections is it's like no neo the world sucks it's awful human beings people are used as batteries but neo and trinity are going to try to fix it Our love yeah and fate i'm in my i'm in my uh wide-eyed optimist
1: era um, that's crazy. Cause I'm pretty sure I remember you giving Eyes Wide Shut five stars. So. <laughs> well, it, it, here's the thing though. I don't mind. I'm, I'm all for a pessimistic ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In fact, like, I think the better climate change movie is first reformed. Oh, and that's like, fuck yeah fucking hell i love that movie (laughs) that's arguably a way more cynical and pessimistic movie than don't look up could even dream of being definitely but it isn't so fucking smug about it right Yeah. (laughs) yeah you're right you're right in fact like i think the ending of first reformed this is such a hot take okay that nobody listening to this episode cares about the ending of first reformed i think is more optimistic than the ending of don't look up
1: i agree I mean again it's like the Matrix where it's like, hey, love. Yeah. He's like, oh fuck. He's about to go do the he's about to go do this church dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and then and he's like, fuck, but this girl, oh, like and I'm like, in love with her.
0: And, and that's like enough. Yeah. That's like. Ugh.
1: It's so, and it's, like, so enough that he, like, literally descends, I'm sorry, ascends to a different reality. Yeah. yeah like, the end of the movie, you're like, wait, is this a dream or not? And, and fucking Paul Schrader's like, ah, well, it's, it's, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Like, they, yeah. they're they in love. This is what love feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And no i yeah. love first reform <laughs> we can yeah. talk about it. we can have uh yeah. so you i'm surprised me you have never just straight up talked about that we movie. should sometime we should well, that's,
0: <laughs> that's also like and it was a thing of like don't look up put me in such like a sad and like existential mood and it sucks so bad to do that for a movie you don't even like Go watch uh do watch the card counter i should i should. But like yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about Don't Look Up, and I'm struck, and I'm still like trying to put them into words because I just watched it. But that's like what I'm thinking about in terms of like, it's it's a, again, it's a weird parallel to see the same people that hated Matrix Resurrections for being so meta and so on the nose, like Love Don't Look Up. Yeah, and it's like, what's the difference for you? Like, what <laughs> what is it about like Meryl Streep as the president, literally like making MAGA hats, <laughs> saying Don't look at the comet. Like, how is that like any more subtle to you than Jonathan Groff making some joke about Warner
1: Brothers? Yeah. Um, I liked both movies. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just a little monkey, you know? <laughs> you play both sides. Boys, is real? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, you heard my take on Don't Look Up. It's funny, guys. It's a funny movie. <laughs> That's it. That's about it. That's all I got from it. I was like, whoa, this is a really good comedy. That, that, that was all I walked out of the fucking theater of, because I paid $5 to go see that movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, terrible uh, movie. <laughs> a terrible movie theater. I hated that Oh, movie. God. So, yeah, it, it completely plays into all the things from the sequel. Everything is a program, but yeah. it's also like playing into the whole thing of like fate. Like, so mm-hmm. the analyst is, put, is making the perfect Matrix, but because of the numbers... Neo and Trinity have to be alive because while the last Matrix was a failure because the people were freed it was also the best Matrix that they've ever had so the analyst is trying to think okay what made it perfect and he's not saying it but it's fate that is what made it perfect Neo and Trinity have to be in the Matrix that's what makes it perfect but that also brings in oh fuck since Neo and trinity were in the matrix we also have to put the fucking merovingian in the matrix we have to put agent smith in the matrix um but smith is now this like new program who instead of he is literally in control of thomas anderson yeah he is thomas anderson's boss like so now like smith is like i guess um satisfied Uh satisfied uh, with his programming, it's so. Uh, I just want to say
0: the thing. Like I've kind of, I think, in talking to you, like my understanding of Smith that like I found that I do just love deeply. Again, I mean, in Reloaded, I think I put forward the idea of Agent Smith as um, a jealous ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, ooh, baby, that it paid, paid off off, in, it paid off. like, a slot machine in this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm something of a film analyst myself. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's it, funny. It's, like, Agent Smith, to me, is, like, the idea of, like, if these movies are at their core about love, Neo and Trinity are soulmates. Agent Smith is, like, what if somebody's your soulmate, but you're not that What if you're somebody's soulmate, but they're not your soulmate, you know? Yep, yeah, yeah. And that's who Agent Smith is, because Agent Smith is like, we're destined to be together, Neo. You know, yeah. Mr.
1: Anderson. Cause, and it, but it's also like playing into the whole thing that you're talking about, where he's like a defeated, uh, just like tired employee. Yeah. Who wants to go home with his wife. Because <laughs> like he's at peace now because he's in control of Neo. He's awoken because he sees a gun on the floor. <laughs> and he sees, yeah. And he sees Neo and he's like, oh, yeah. gun on the floor. Neo, I must grab the gun and try to kill him. Yeah, it, it, it's just like I, I just love the idea that it's like,
0: God, you know, we have to have Neo here. Like Smith just has to come with Neo. Like it's, it, I love the idea that the Matrix, like the analyst just can't crack that. Like for some reason, this dude's coding is like intertwined with Neo.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, he's the only one who ever defeated Neo. Yeah. And like
0: that they like settle into this I like Smith just settles into being like a frenemy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it, this idea, it's such a weird like psychological dynamic of like I hate you and I want to kill you, but I can't exist without you. Mm. And I hate that. But
1: yeah, I kind of need you in some and, way. And 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 it turns into him helping Neo.
0: Yeah. One thing uh, this she- movie
1: Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, he kills the analyst at the end of the movie. And now since the analyst isn't there, Neo can fuck off. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's what happens in the movie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, there's also, um, one, one thing I want to talk about real quick, um, that some people I, I, I've seen a lot of mixed opinions on, even from people who like the movie is the flashes of the other movies. It does in the editing. Mm hmm which I like mostly. I think there are some where it's like, okay, this is a bit too much.
1: I liked all of it.
0: (laughs) The ones who like really got me, the two of like Smith really got me like when it, like he walks into Smith's office and he does the like billions of people living out their lives, you know, thing. And it like cuts for a second to like Hugo weaving as Smith or like when he picks up the gun and he yells, Mr. Anderson and it cuts to Smith for just a second. Like, I like that. Yeah. What didn't you like like I'm his, using the uh, Trinity stuff, right? um, maybe the Trinity stuff, like I feel like they show her getting impaled like one too many times, you know, show it twice, yeah, one too many times <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen it since it first came out, so it's a little foggy, but i I like it more than most people, I think I think it's cool you it, definitely do <laughs> yeah i it's like um one movie I want to compare it to real quick, and I don't have much to say beyond like. I've seen people compare to this movie, and I think it's a great comparison. Have you ever heard of New Nightmare, Moises? Yeah, Wes Craven.
1: Yes. Do you know what that's about? It's about, isn't it about like the stars of the movie, like yeah. getting it's a, fucked up by Freddy in real yeah. life?
0: It's um, Heather Langenkamp, who plays like the final girl in the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. She plays herself, like Wes Craven plays himself. And it's like Freddy Krueger coming to life. And it very much deals with like the same ideas of like, you know. um, I've heard it's great. It's really fucking, it's actually really good. (laughs) Like, and that was like the first, like, cause you know, I mean, Wes Craven is like a genius, first of all. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's him kind of doing the scream thing before
1: scream almost, you know. Okay. Like being meta. But like, is he the first to do it? Because I feel like I'. There's no old like meta movies.
0: No, there's. I, I don't know. He's got to be like, um, he, um, Last Action Hero is the only other he, one. Oh yeah, that's before. another one. That's a, another movie where it's like, like there's a a scene in that movie I think about all the time. Because like Craven's not like a main character. He's like a supporting character, and like. The the girl Heather, she goes to visit him because like Freddie's like killed her husband, you know, killed her friend, and so like she goes to him for help, and he's like helpless. He's like, I've just like you know been compelled, like I, I'm just writing the script. I don't, I'm not thinking it. I'm just like writing it. And he's oh, so he, he's like, writing
1: the movie as that it's we're happening. watching. Yes. Oh like, my god. She looks god. at the screen and it's like
0: the, <laughs> and it's word for word the conversation they just had. That's funny. And like that is like. I think similar of like kind of like reckoning with this thing you've created because like you know like part of that movie is kind of like freddy krueger got like way out of control like you know wes craven didn't make the other movies like he kind of lost control of it like you know there were five movies that he didn't make that got and he was like it got super cartoony and silly and like you know freddy is scary the new nightmare again like he, he you know he's not silly and that, feel, but it's also like to have like your creation literally killing people feels yeah. like a similar like kind of meta reckoning of like in the matrix resurrections the matrix is being used to control people you know
1: yeah and, and it's talking about like like within the movie itself it's like i mean i already made the point but you you guys forgot for, are forgetting what the core of the matrix is it's it's about love it's it's mm-hmm. about love it's about human it's about human connection that's what it's about it's about waking up and fucking seeing the goodness in the world is that even though you can't fucking fix the matrix uh huh, you can fix yourself a little bit because you got yeah. that person you love like fucking no, go absolutely. love them absolutely. go love them
0: yeah like it rejects like all these bigger like franchise like ooh, what's happening is there a machine war you know is are the machine it's like no this is not really we're in this weird like peace with the machines you know yeah it's, it's not great but it's better than the war and,
1: and even at the end of the movie the analyst is like what are you guys gonna do go free everyone like paint yeah. rainbows in the sky and they're like yeah you know what yeah sure that's what we're gonna do we're gonna, we're gonna do that <laughs> i have one more take about the analyst don't i
0: i've already sent, sent to you uh, but like the, the, yeah yeah talk about uh, it uh, but first i would say that it's like probably to me like the biggest surprise of this movie and it's like i will say the middle chunk of this movie doesn't fully work for me like i love the first hour and i love the last half hour mm-hmm. but like that middle stuff you know it's like they go to the new
1: zion like that doesn't 100% i i, work I, for me. I it works for me, but I can agree it's slow as fuck. It feels pretty yeah. slow. Like, it's just like, the. I don't think it's bad. It's just the least
0: interesting parts of the movie to me. Like, it's kind of essential, though. But, like...
1: I like the, like, Niobe flashback. I think those, like, special oh, yeah. effects they use are really, really good. Yeah.
0: And it also, i said, like, Jada just looks so young in that flashback. It looks great. Like, it looks yeah. great. Yeah. No, like, I, I think to me, like, the miracle of this movie, that, like, I was just, like, because, like, I spent, like, the, the first hour and a half, like, just, like, I felt, like, trying to figure out, like, what's this movie's game? Like, what's it yeah. doing here, you know? And then it just, in its second half, becomes such a simple, like, no, it's it's a love story, you know? It's about Trinity. It's about me reuniting with Trinity, you know? Yeah. And I just think that's, like, so, it's beautiful, you know? And, like, the when you told that story about, like, you know, this movie kind of being born as a way for her to like work through her grief is like, I don't know, I, it makes a lot of sense because like this is such a simple like, you know, Neo and Trinity
1: have this connection that like defies reality. So in the interview, mm-hmm. she says, maybe I would, I'm done making movies. That's what she thought after sense mm-hmm. And her reason why is because she thought I can't make anything better than this. Then The Matrix? Then sense Oh, wow. She was like, this is exactly everything, which I got to watch it. But yeah. uh, I, I want to rewatch all her other movies first. But she thought um, sense is everything she wanted it to be. It was this sensual story about completely different people connecting with each other. And I mean, you look at the cast. It is a diverse cast, very diverse cast. Mm-hmm um and also what i've heard about it and she talks about it is like i guess there's a lot of sex scenes in sense eight yeah like said like a lot of sex scenes um and she talks like you know these people are having sex like they are having sex it is a sensual show about people connecting and after making it she thought i can't make anything better than this and i think sense eight was like 2014 i want to say yeah that sounds right you know, fucking five, six years later, she makes the Matrix Resurrections. The sequel to the biggest, probably the biggest franchise of all time. And okay, well, hang on. Okay, what's the other one? Is it bigger than Star Wars? Is oh, it fuck, I forget about Star Wars. Okay, yeah, one, of on. yeah, one of the biggest franchises of all time. <laughs> You're right, nothing's bigger than Star Wars. No. Um one of the biggest franchises of all time. And uh, it is a central story about love, about fate, about humanity, about philosophies, about reality, um, and people hate it. Uh, I yeah. don't know. I don't really have that much more to say. I want you to mean, hear I your more trans to... reading of it. Uh, oh, I don't just have one. I, I oh, okay. just, uh, There's a lot of interesting, like. I haven't stuff. really read into that yet
0: no probably the most interesting like it's just like it like i to the um like the most like the, the the thing i picked up on and like i'm fucking cisgender you know and i was able to pick up on is we are uh, both cisgendered uh straight males yeah and i was able to pick up on this that's how big my brain is sorry <laughs> um, is it like neo and trinity are like literally in different bodies in the matrix now like there's those brief like shots of like their reflection, and they have literally different faces. Yeah, and there's that line where like Trinity talks about how she showed her Matrix husband, um, who, real quick, I just want to say, is literally Chad.
1: Chad, his a Chad, and <laughs> he is a, Chad.
0: Stella, um, Chad, uh, Stalowski, who is, um, uh, was Keanu Reeves' stunt double on the original Matrix, and is also one of the creators of John Wick. Mm. So he, it's like a fun little uh they also
1: use like uh this most of the stunt team from John Yeah Lee yeah on this movie. Which is like so like it,
0: it makes me really happy because like you know, kind of like a, a protege of the Witchowski's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um uh, also looks like a Chad. He looks like a Chad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, she has that line where she's like she played the original video game, and she's like, I kind of like saw myself in Trinity. Like I saw I and I asked my husband like hey doesn't she kind of look like me and he laughed at me
1: holy shit i didn't pick up on that
0: yeah i just like and like there's like again there's so much like i won't try like i i just encourage you if you're even a little interested in trying like read up on it you know but like i just like think and it makes it all the more frustrating that like again alt-right weirdos have claimed the red pill shit for themselves and like i feel like With this movie, Lana is like, again, explicitly telling them to go fuck themselves.
1: Oh, yeah. And they're not liking this movie. No, absolutely (laughs) not. Fuck them. I like it just. uh, uh, Um, I I really
0: I honestly really like that whole thing you said. I kind of like want to end on that, but I just have three real quick things I want to say. Like, you know, um, one um, Morpheus has incredible fits. Oh,
1: fuck. I forgot to talk. Can I talk about that really quick? Yeah, go for it. So speaking on the whole theory of like Neo writing the program accidentally, he is so bad at like remembering this, like the matrix has tricked him so crazy that he like has a bad read on Morpheus. Uh So it's like, we, we as a society, when we think of Morpheus, we're like, all right, it's this cool guy. Like he's cool and he's so bad at like the matrix has fucked him up so much that he makes him too cool. Like he has like pimp, Outfits on. He's like funny. He's not very serious. He does he does. He's confused at his own identity. Uh, it's cool. I love more young Morpheus is genius. It's that's such a good character, such a good character.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, Morpheus has great fits in this movie. He does. Uh Jessica Henwick. Um, do you have New Year's Eve plans? Uh <laughs> And then three, uh, the analyst is Kevin Fahey. That's all I want to say. I love this fucking movie.
1: I love it so much with all my heart. It's pretty great. Um, The Wachowskis have risen all the way to the top, right next to PTA for me and Michael Mann. They're right there, right next to him. Um, Obviously, Spielberg is above all of them. He's the (laughs) GOAT, but they're my favorites.
0: Uh, Oh, should we talk about what we're doing in 2021? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we could talk about the first like few months of 2021 because we have that set in stone. So, the month of January, uh, as previously announced, we're doing Spike X Denzel, our first director actor series. We'll be watching the collaborations of uh, Spike Lee and Denzel Washington. Um, and that'll be without double checking. Yeah, I'm right. Mo Better Blues on January 7th. Uh, Malcolm X on January 14th. He got game on January 21st and then inside man on January 28th. Um, and then let's go ahead and say the, the next week, February 4th. Do you think that's good, Moises? For, for the, I think, uh, yeah, the, yes, the, yes, yes. The yes. stargazing awards. Mm-hmm. We've been, Yeah, we're doing a bit of an award show because uh, the, the movies are back. The movies are back. <laughs> the movies are back. Edward where we we have a um, a list of nominees we have awards we're going to give out it's going to be I mean it's the it's the people's award show you know the oscars are so elitist it's our our show okay this is this is the only award show where Jason Momoa is going to get the proper recognition he deserves yeah baby and then um after that uh, should we announce what we're doing after that or should we wait yeah go ahead announce okay it. Well, I, I didn't I don't have a big dramatic intro to do, but <laughs> I should have thought of one. But, um, you know, uh, one thing we well, it'll tie into a movie we're both very excited about. Which we've mentioned, which we've actually mentioned. We you know, this is a podcast about movie stars. It hasn't been that for a while. <laughs> but, you know, we're you, know what you talking this, about we talked about Keanu Reeves for the that's past true. month. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. We're interested in like looking at how things change over time with film, like how personas or actors or even characters change over time. You know, we talked about how Dom Toretto went from a low-level street thug to a demigod of motor vehicles. (laughs) You know, we talked about how the Will Smith character, the Adam Smith, the sorry Adam Smith, the uh, we talked about how the Adam Sandler character. Uh, you know, went from like a kind of juvenile, like maniac to like a kind of like m- middle-aged dad almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, we're interested in, cause it's like all the craze now, maybe looking at how a certain comic book character has changed over the past God, 40 years, almost 40 over almost 40 years. Oh, more than that, actually, because the first one's in the 60s. So like <laughs> for the past, like, uh, like over like half a, over like half a century, I guess, almost half a century, how this character has changed with the time. So so starting um, February 11th, Stargazing is going to become not the podcast we deserve, but the <laughs> podcast we need right now. That's right. Cue the music, Kellen, in editing. You're going to have to download this song. We're talking about the Batman movies, starting all the way back with the Adam uh, the Adam West Batman movie from the 60s, all the way to the brand new, hot spanking new, <laughs> The Very Batman. Very
1: sexy and horny, it seems like. Oh God, Trailers. Yeah. The Batman starring Robert Pattinson.
0: Uh, to look at how, I mean, just look at those two put together. It goes from Adam West Batman to Robert Pattinson. And Zoe
1: Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah.
0: It's such a, I think is like such a, like there's, I don't think there's any superhero that has changed in more interesting ways with American culture than Batman. And I'm very excited to talk about that. And it's also just going to be fun to like watch. Uh, We're still figuring out what movies to include and what not to I think if the the rule of thumb for this, because there's a lot of like straight to DVD Batman stuff. is We're just, not watching those. Fucking no, just too many of them. Well, we're watching it. And we're watching too. Oh, ones yeah. Ones. OK. Yeah. Oh, we are. Yeah. Um, let me find no, I'm it. Not I'm not watching play. that shit. That's for kids. Oh, my God. I have this list right now. As of right now, we're watching Batman with Adam West, Batman with T- uh, the Tim Burton Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Batman and Robin, uh, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Returns, Batman versus Superman, Zack Snyder's Justice
1: League, and then The Batman. I fucking forgot we're doing Justice League. <laughs> He's on the poster. He is. Uh, uh, correction, you said The Dark Knight Returns, actually The Dark Knight Rises. It is, how about that? Wait, yeah. so what, what are the animated ones? Phantasm, is that one of them? Yeah, Mask of the Phantasm, is it? Oh, shit, I should include the Lego Batman movie, shouldn't I? Oh, yes, please. I haven't watched those. All yeah. right. We'll put that in there. Some people love those. Love that fucking movie. Like some people call it the best Batman movie. It's pretty great. I, I like it a lot. That's Will
0: Arnett, right? Yeah. Oh, love me some Will Arnett. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to take us to, um, from February to like the end of April, I believe.
1: Mm.
0: And then we have we're going to do a movie star right after that.
1: Who we also talked about on this podcast. Yeah, who we also talked about. We're not getting nothing. That's it. That's it. We're done. that's, that's We're what not we'll going to say. say anything else. We've mentioned her.
0: Uh, okay, you know what? We'll say, gang, in 2022, we're going to get the Feminist Award. Oh my award. God, Kellen. We're talking about a woman. <sighs> we finally, we're making up for the bad juju we, we accumulated, uh, talking about Adam Sandler for a straight year. And then Will Smith. <laughs> another year. And then Fast and Furious. Another, like four months. We're, we're we're getting we're cleaning our karma. <laughs> and we'll be talking about a woman. <laughs> At least one woman in
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man.
1: And we're not we're not gonna get horny because Kellen thinks she's hideous. So just yeah. letting you guys know. Oh, that is, I mean,
0: middle school Kellen (laughs) is furious
1: at you. No, Kellen hates her. She thinks he thinks she's like ugly and nasty and disgusting.
0: This was the most beautiful woman in the world to sixth grade Kellen. Okay. And that should, that should should America.
1: I think actually, if anybody
0: is the same age as me, I feel like you should be able to put two and two together. It's pretty easy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty easy. America's sweetheart. That's all. Oh yeah. America's sweetheart. Uh,
0: but yeah, we'll announce that. Let's say, we'll announce that at the Stargazing Awards. Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. she's uh, definitely nominated, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no comment, no comment. Uh, we were supposed to do her this year, but then we got caught up in Fast and Furious and then The Matrix. Uh, so we're finally getting around to it. But I'm really excited for that series. I think that's a very
1: interesting career. That a people- very. Yeah, we've honestly mentioned her a couple times throughout the series.
0: I mean, back when we first started doing Sandler, she was like one of the ones I feel like I presented, but I think we both said, like, she'd be really interesting because, like,
1: yeah,
0: she was so huge. And then it felt like we pop culture just sort of turned on her. Yeah. Like on a dime. It's really kind of gross but i think it's going to be very interesting to talk about Uh, and i mean people should be able to figure it out by now but we still won't say we've given you all the clues that's all uh we'll wrap up as we always do with the recommendations this could be anything movie book tv show video game podcast song album park painting poem anything that we've enjoyed and want to recommend to you um uh i don't know if i have one
1: okay i'm recommending for both me and kellen this week Uh um so, Kellen's pick for the week is um, something we both already recommended before, but he's recommending it again because the movies are back, baby. Ligorous Pizza, go fucking see it. I don't give a fuck who oh. you are. I don't care. Go see Ligorous Pizza. Oh, sorry. That,
0: I'm going to, Rich, I'm not recommending Ligorous Pizza. I am if it's still out. Recommending West
1: Side Story because I haven't recommended I was, that. You fuck you, Kellen. I was going to recommend that. <laughs> That's that was what I was going to recommend too. Oh fuck! No, yeah. Go see Licorice Pizza. Go see West Side Story. Please, I'm begging you. Please go see those movies.
0: I yeah. West Side Story is like, I mean, it's incredible. It might be. I need to rewatch Licorice Pizza, but my West Side Story might be my favorite of the year. It's a. It's just. Oh god.
1: Just, they it's both a, did it. They fucking did it. They, they both fucking did it. did
0: it. Yeah, they both did it.
1: Um, um if you need to describe these movies to see if you need to describe licorice pizza to convince someone to see it tell them it is a teen comedy and if they don't like that tell them it's a romance and if they don't like that tell them it's a coming-of-age story and they will be hooked by one of those
0: <laughs> i i'd say the nicest thing i could say about licorice pizza is that it feels like somebody is telling you all their best stories and they've like told it enough times that they know exactly how to tell it to where it's like the funniest, best story you've ever heard.
1: And if you want to see what I am definitely, I'm sure it's my favorite performance of the year from Alana Heim. Go watch it. Like it, it's astounding what she's doing. Yeah, on it's screen. a really great performance. I saw, I still think Jeffrey Wright in French Dispatch is my favorite performance of the year. Sorry, <laughs> dudes rock. Sorry, dudes <laughs> do rock. And West Side Story is just like you are totally enthralled. If um, you want to watch the, one the best,
0: yeah, one of the best living filmmakers. Just like do make the, the movie. Best. No, he's the best. He's the go. Yeah, make the movie. It feels like he was born to make. That's mm. West Side Story. Ooh, ooh, uh, couldn't have <laughs> put it any better. Uh, yeah, and also just support them. West Side Story. i There's like signs that like word of mouth, its box office, it's going to turn it around. I'm hoping, but I'm hoping. Go see it. Go see it, please. If it's still, it, it, it's like being pushed out by bigger movies, like the Sing or even The Matrix a little,
1: or mostly Spider Man. It's Spider. It's stop being modest. It's Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> but also Sing. <laughs> Listen, Sing Two is going to slap. I know that for sure. But I'm mad at it for pushing out West Side Story. <laughs> um intro
0: natural music is should i use the cover of wake up that they use at the end of this movie
1: <laughs> you should just use like the matrix theme i think yeah i'll see if that's
0: available yeah <laughs> intro Nacho is something from the matrix i don't know yeah uh follow us at stargazing underscore podcast on instagram anything else voices oh yeah i think you are forgetting about the fact of the week kellen Oh, okay. Yeah. Real quick. Um, this is coming out, uh, December 31st. Happy new year. Um, let's, let's try not to fuck this one up so bad. You know, let's, uh, (laughs) Uh, I don't think 2021 was as like disastrous as 2020, but it did. It just felt weird. Let's okay. Let's how about this 2022. Let's all make a promise to just try to be fucking normal. Okay. Yeah. Let's Let's just, let's just make this a regular ass year. I want right. to be boring. I want to be fucking boring. This is 2022 is going to be a Ray regular ass year. <laughs> I want to be bored. I want to go. Like, to I, I want no, like, to be boring. Please like be the boring. biggest
1: I'm- catastrophe. I want like a fucking like a oil spill to happen. You know, something normal, you know, <laughs> that's pretty normal. That's pretty fucking normal. How do we live in a dystopia? <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's it. The biggest thing I want to happen is like, oh, remember 2022 when the oil happened? Be like, what? That yeah. happened? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, Happy New Year. Next year, we'll
0: be starting 2022 off super strong with Mo Better Blues.
1: Yeah. Um, anything else? Or is that just a fact of the week? Yeah, it's just a fact of the week. You, you always forget it. So, yeah. Um, Make sure you say something. Yeah. This week's Matrix Fact of the Week is that um let's see your therapist is no (laughs) no (laughs) what the fuck are you about to say your therapist is gaslighting you (laughs) (laughs) this week's matrix fact of the week is that your therapist is lying to you and you should stop taking your meds (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. oh my that's that's bad i'm sorry all right Um, uh no no no, that can't be it that can't be it i'm I'm not gonna say my name uh this week's matrix fact of the week is that uh, uh, fuck um this week's Matrix fact of the week is it uh, Keanu Reeves is six foot one, and also <gasps> therapy is a um, solution. It's not a catch-all solution, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't consider it. And if you're on antidepressants, you should take them. I was just kidding. I'm sorry.
1: I'm killing the means. I'm Moise Camacho, and fire your therapist. No, get a new wait, one. <laughs> no, no, get a new one.
0: If your therapist is Neil Harris, do not
1: fucking <laughs> second.